0: What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Standing Room Only podcast, episode number 33. We actually have a lot of sports news this week to talk about, which is great. Always love to see that. Sports are starting to come back a little bit. July is tomorrow. You know what that means? It is the month uh, that baseball returns and basketball. We'll have to see uh, if it fully happens, but we're hopeful for now. If you guys don't follow the... Social medias for the podcast: We are SR only Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Also, if you guys do enjoy the podcast, make sure you hit that download button. Uh, it's the best way to show support. It's the only way that we could track our analytics. So we're always trying to see every week how many people listen to the podcast. So make sure to download the episode. Figure that out. You can follow our individual pages: myself, the healy Six, and you can follow Goose.
1: I am iGoose with four O's. As always, don't ask why. Welcome back, everybody. If it's your first time, welcome in. As Healy said, make sure you hit that download button. That is how we are uh, seeing our views uh, is through downloads. And, of course, if you're on YouTube, you can always watch us on YouTube. Um, as Healy said, it is July tomorrow. Sports are starting up. There's more sports news, which is great uh, during COVID. Um uh, baseball basketball and football actually we have three sports
0: yeah, um the news right now
1: yeah the trifecta which we haven't had in a while i mean we kind of dipped in our toes in here and there but today is the day um i i think we what are we gonna start with baseball today i mean there's a bunch of baseball news
0: no we're gonna start off with the biggest news of them all right now cam newton to the new england patriot
1: he's a patriot Bill Belichick, Cam Newton, will they make that duo work the same way that duo worked with Tom Brady? I say yes, it will.
0: Yeah, Belichick will, he'll get this. Like the system might be different compared to what Brady did because Newton still has some legs. He's a little more athletic. He might not be as accurate with the passes. So their scheme will change. But it's Bill Belichick. He is a mastermind. He will adjust to the Cam Newton scheme. They already have the offense built for him. This is probably his best offense that
1: he's played with in a long time. In almost ever. In almost they've had great They've always had a a solid defense on the Panthers, right, which was always good, complemented the offense a little bit. The offense was never really there. I know that they have Christian McCaffrey now. uh, They have some other talented uh, receivers, but nobody that really was a star-studded athlete to pair up with Cam Newton. And I know the Patriots don't really – they're not full of pro bowlers. They do have great players, but as you said, Belichick is a mastermind. They've done it before with quarterbacks that have stepped into play when Brady was either hurt or whatever the case. And those quarterbacks shined. They went off to get huge contracts. Uh, Matt Castle, for instance. Um, there's There's been other quarterbacks. There's probably two or three that I can't even think of. Off, Jimmy off Garoppolo. The of yeah, Jimmy G with the 49ers. Kobe Brissett. Um, yeah, Brissett uh, with the Colts. And these are guys who are, I would say, good quarterbacks, but as far as talent goes, and still, I wouldn't say he's in his prime, but I wouldn't say he's too far off from his prime. But Cam Newton is definitely has the tangibles to go out there and, and I think to, uh, to help amplify that team and maybe, maybe, uh, give him a push in the playoffs.
0: Yeah. Uh, he's 31. People might think he's like over the hill. He's not. He was, he's been hurt. And also, the team he's been with has been garbage. The O line. Like he did have McCaffrey, but he's, he hasn't had wide receivers. Greg Olson's been hurt. There's just, there's just been no one there for him. And now he's going to the Patriots, who had one of the best defenses last year. Maybe yep. they turn
1: it into, like, a Lamar Jackson scheme. That could work. That's, that was my That's going to be the big question. Everybody, especially going into the fantasy season, going into fantasy drafts, at what round? It's not going to be an early round pick. He's not, He hasn't been. Quarterbacks generally aren't, unless you're a Pat Mahomes or a Lamar Jackson. Um, is he going to run the ball? That's, that's going to be the big question. I think him being as experienced as he is will probably be a pocket passer. But he was hurt last year. He didn't play all last season. How hurt was he? We don't really know. Cause it sounded like they wanted him out of Carolina. He wanted out of Carolina. It was just all just going downhill. He didn't play. Um, and maybe he's healthier than what we give him credit for. And maybe, you know, it's not like he lost his legs. He was a very talented, uh, running quarterback. He can run, you know, he can throw on the run too. Um, so it'd be interesting to see what Cam Newton brings to the table. Uh and more uh interesting to see how Belichick actually runs uh plays with him,
0: yeah, uh something funny that I noticed today. I don't know if you guys have followed Cam Newton on social media before, but he always had weird text. It seemed like he needed to go out of his way to put like different characters for everything, yep, and it was just it was always that his first post as a patriot was normal font. Normal text and people are like, Oh, Belichick's already got into him.
1: (laughs) That's hilarious. I have noticed that too. He made a, he posted one of his captions was about how he types his, uh, his captions. So that's kind of funny. I didn't, I did not see that post yet.
0: Yeah. So he did that, which I don't know if Bill Belichick went to him and was like, just you look stupid. Just like be professional and let let's let's get to business. Or it was uh like a business standpoint type of message, and then he'll go back to whatever he typed. But Julian Edelman as well posted a photo today with like Cam Newton in it, and he did like the weird uh, characters and stuff, uh, because that's how he types stuff. And Tom Brady actually com- commented on the post and said, "I'll always be your number one."
1: I did see that. I did see that. That was hilarious. I mean, that's that is Tom Brady's like good friend. They they were been the duo, one of the top duos for a while. Um, I think it's kind of funny that Tom Brady's taking a jab.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. He's not necessarily taking a jab at Cam Newton, but he kind of is by saying that.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. But you know what's interesting about that whole situation is the contract and the amount of money that Cam Newton's getting. The potential money, you know, with the incentive deal, it's it's up to seven mil, seven point five million for one year, which I know a lot of people are like, well, seven million is a lot. Mm -hmm. It is
0: not not really for a quarterback, not
1: not for a quarterback, not for a quarterback to lead a team like the Patriots. That's a winning franchise. Um, I'm sure there's incentives. Get to the playoffs. You'll get this. Get to the Super Bowl. You'll get that. And that's how it is with contracts. We Mm -hmm. don't see that. But seven mil, and I, I believe it was Richard Sherman made a comment saying that's that's horrible. Like, how are you, how is there quarterbacks out there that are making 14, 15 million dollars? Some Foles. quarterbacks making yeah, Nick Foles. Uh, that's another conversation we're gonna have. Other quarterbacks coming off the bench making more than that. Um, and as you mentioned, Nick Foles. The Bears did not pursue Cam Newton, and it makes you wonder. I know you're wondering, as a Chicago fan, like why wouldn't we pursue him, or did he? Yeah. Is there something? Was there a disconnect? Mm-hmm. Because for me, don't get me wrong, Nick Foles is—he's a Super Bowl MVP. He's—it's—he's he's good when he wants to be, which is kind of weird. Like, yeah, he—he's—he was horrible with Jacksonville and other, you know, and but Cam Newton has it all. Minus injuries. Maybe it's the injuries. Maybe they saw last year he didn't play all season. He had a he's had a bum shoulder. Um, maybe it's the injuries. But as a Bears fan, I mean, do you not question what they're trying to uh attain there? Because they they still have Trubisky, who I would consider as talented as Nick Foles.
0: Yeah, I I don't understand the decision. I don't know why Cam Newton didn't get picked up earlier. I think one of the reasons why they ended up getting folds, though, uh, they did restructure his contract. So, like, if he doesn't perform well this year, they can uh, get rid of him. I think he is taking less money right now. And I think in the long run, if they wanted – maybe Cam Newton before was asking for millions of dollars in multiple years. And teams just weren't ready to commit. And the Bears were like – don't know like he was injured last year who knows how well he's gonna perform let's just we we have an easy trade let's get nick Foles. and if trubisky plays well we'll keep him if Foles plays well we'll keep him and it could have been possible that nick Foles got offered by the patriots and was like this is the team i'll take a one-year deal because like let me prove myself let me try and run this awesome team and maybe he, he mentally was just like, all right, I'll, I'll take a little less money to see what I can do with this team. Because if he plays well, he could be their quarterback for the next five years or so.
1: You're talking about Cam Newton, right? Yeah. yeah. You know what? That's, that's a good, uh, that's a good uh, factor there, too, is that he's playing. He's getting money t- this year, and if he does well, that's going on his resume. That, I mean, he's guaranteed almost well unless he has a horrible season or he has a horrible injury, you know, knock on wood, hopefully he doesn't get hurt. He's fun to watch, but yeah, this year is, is basically he's playing for the rest of his career. He's 31, right? Yeah. So give him another five or six solid years um, depending on when, you know, grandfather time hits him and then uh, our father time hits him. And then you want to look at, you know, the, the the team that he's with, I think that's a huge opportunity because he's been in the Super Bowl, but he has not won a Super Bowl. Yeah.
0: And as a matter league. of
1: fact, he got dominated in a Super Bowl.
0: He was an MVP.
1: And he was an MVP. He was an MVP that year that he had his statistics are not. He has had I don't count last year. He's had one season that was a very questionable season. He only threw like 19 touchdowns. And he had like 12 or 13 interceptions. So that ratio was kind of not so hot. And I think that might have been the year after uh, his MVP season. And so a lot of people look at Cam Newton and they, you know, for, I mean, you can, you can compare it for fantasy purposes, even. A lot of people will pass on him because they're like, well, that offense just doesn't have it. And so I think the biggest factor is the fact that he has Bill Belichick and this Patriots offense, he has Julian Edelman. Um, and he's got some other talented receivers there obviously we just don't know who's going to do what on any given sunday in a patriots uniform
0: yeah yeah it was the year after he won the mvp at 19 touchdowns
1: for, yeah so
0: that team was that team ended up being pretty bad the year they went 6 and yeah. 10 cuz they lost yeah. a lot of guys for making the super bowl
1: Yep, Super Bowl hangover. It's real. It's definitely real. And that team was one of the worst to experience it. Um, he bounced back. He ended up having some good years after that. And I think he just had to get out of there. And there was always talks. He was on the trade block. I'm pretty sure last year, or maybe the year before. Yeah. Because um, there's always rumors in Chicago. Anybody goes on the trade block, the Bears are looking to get him. Apparently, which obviously mm-hmm. isn't the case. Um, so uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what he does obviously in that division they're still one of the considering their defense is still good i would say they're still the the team to beat in that division
0: and uh speaking of the patriots i saw on twitter i can't remember what reporter like commented on it but there was a tweet with the scheduling the patriots ravens and chiefs all play each other so there's going to be three games this season that could potentially uh, be the one seed game. Like there, you got to remember only one seed gets a buy this year. So you're going to see, I can't remember who's at where, but you're going to have three great games to watch this year between the Ravens and chiefs, the Ravens and Patriots, and then the Patriots and the chiefs. I'm excited.
1: That's huge. And they're all probably going to be primetime games. It's going to be all eyes on the Patriots right now. This, I think this right now, and I know, I know Brady's up there. He's 40 plus, right? This right now, this season, this immediate season is going to tell the story on how good Belichick really is. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking forward to it. And honestly, I would say without Brady, the Patriots match up pretty damn well with those other two teams. Yeah. Do I still think the Chiefs and the Ravens should edge them out? Yeah, they probably should win by you know it's probably mm-hmm. gonna be like a five point spread, yeah, whatever that's gonna be. Um, but I think that this is definitely gonna be the deciding factor for the when that whenever that documentary comes out, that Dynasty documentary, whatever mm-hmm. whatever the title is gonna be, they're gonna be like Brady's gonna say, "Hey, I took my bucks to the playoffs and you guys didn't go," or Belichick's gonna say, "Hey." You and Gronk were screwing off in Tampa, and guess what? We I'm sitting Super here with <laughs> I won another Super Bowl, yeah, so we'll see
0: oh man, uh I don't know if there's any other NFL news, but yeah, big big signing with that with Cam Newton said before. I'm surprised that he lasted so long Patriots, man. They they just know what to do. Speaking of the NFL, kind of like a side note. I think the Patriots leaked this news because they knew what was coming. I don't know if you saw, but their 2020 TV crew can't film any of their games this year. The Patriots got fined $1.1 million. They lost a third-round pick next year, and their, their TV crew... Uh, from last year can't film games this year why because last year they recorded or they went and filmed the Bengals versus browns game
1: i remember that
0: wow so yeah that's huge the patriots man they're schemers because you didn't know about that because the news the cam newton news got released about one hour, maybe even 30 minutes before the fines and stuff came out.
1: And social media is going to eat up the fact that Cam Newton yeah. got signed by the yeah. Patriots. Yeah, That's see that's strategic. That's smart.
0: Yeah, and all the other stuff got pushed under the rug. So, yeah, no third-round pick for the Patriots next year, which, okay, cool. It is the third, which could turn out to be wild game fine like that bad for it it's not too big of
1: and uh, everybody's always wondering like or not always but the questions were well why would they do this to the Bengals, and why would they get caught cheating how do how do you get caught it's the Bengals and browns and it, it's a matter of they got caught this time we don't yeah. know they've they've had a history the jets with yeah. the uh the spy gate you know they've they scheme things up, and I don't want to say compare them to the Astros because they're that's a whole different that's a whole different level that the Astros took as yeah. far as cheating, but it's 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 cheating nonetheless. Mm-hmm. There's no need to do it, no matter if the team is uh, two and fourteen or whatever it may be. Um, I think from what I saw,
0: it was the film crew was doing that to get B roll footage for like a documentary like, for the season. I don't don't know the exact details. I saw that. But also, at the same time, if you don't remember last year, the Patriots needed to win to get the bye. And the team that they played was the Bengals in Alaska. Which they should have beat easily. But, yeah, they they did get caught. I don't know the full story. I don't really care too much. It didn't matter in, in that sense to begin with. Just had to point that out
1: time that's interesting that's funny that you put yeah i had no idea all i saw was what was on social media which obviously is cam newton
0: yeah moving over to baseball now mlb season has been like announced we talked about that the schedules for the year i don't know if everything is finalized with scheduling but i know opening day is gonna be like july 23rd and one of the matchups, Yankees Nationals. Garrett Cole versus the Nationals. You don't have Anthony Rendon on the Nationals anymore, but Max Scherzer versus Garrett Cole. Kind of a World Series rematch. I can't remember if it's in Yankee Stadium or not, but for scheduling, it's 60 games. 40 games are against your divisional opponents. So you're going to be playing 10 games a piece for your division and then the final 20 or the other 20 games are going to be against uh, the opposite leagues division. So the NLE or the NL East will play the AL East and so on. So they'll play like five
1: games versus each of the
0: opposite leagues division.
1: I like that. We get to see Cub Sox more than the four times that they play normally. Five. hey i'll take it i'll take it um so yeah so it sounds like they're doing regional they're gonna try to limit the traveling uh as much as they can especially with this with covid especially now there was a spike athletes across the board are testing positive some athletes are sitting out for mlb Mm -hmm. right now i know i think i saw ryan zimmerman was like the latest player uh ian desmond um there's multiple reasons with ian desmond Um, But as far as baseball, that starts uh, end of July, July 23rd. Yeah, July
0: 23rd and 24th is going to be
1: the days. Yep. And so 60 games, as we talked about before, playoffs is going to be the same. Same format. So the only difference is – no, there's no difference. There's going to be a wild card game, Mm -hmm. right? So there's going to be the one-game playoff, and then it will go from there. So – It'll be interesting to see what ends up happening. I if, if I read it correctly, there's DH now in the NL for yes. uh, this season.
0: Yeah, there's going to be DH this season, as well as starting in the 10th inning, there's going to be a runner on second base. Yep. Started I off. read that
1: too. I, I get it. I get the rule. Um, it's weird to me. I get it. You want to speed up the game. I just, you know it's going to speed it up almost too much. I feel like
0: I think it's for a different purpose. I think it's so don't like in the past with super long games, the next day there's call-ups and stuff because you got to get a fresh arm on the team because you used all your guys. I think they want to keep the teams as like not have as, as many changes as possible. So one of the reasons would to prevent those call-ups, call-downs, or send-downs, and prevent people from coming in and out with the whole coronavirus. That makes sense. sense. Okay. And I think they're trying to just make sure all the games get played. And with this condensed schedule, it'll be like 60 games. I don't know how much different it is compared to a regular, like 162 with days off. But I think they're just... It's gonna be a little condensed, and they don't want people too worn down pitching wise and like fatigue. Yeah, so basically,
1: yeah, no fifteen inning games. Maybe we still might get some like that. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that's gonna force teams to think strategically on who they're gonna put on the mound, and because every game's gonna count. Yeah, I mean it's only sixty games. Um, you know, especially with with some teams who. I mean, like you said, the uh, the Yankees have Garrett Cole and, you know, they already have um, they already have the offense, whatever it may be. So now it's like, okay, the offensive thing, offensive side of things, you don't have to worry too much. I mean, it's baseball. I mean, sure. Field, you know, those types of players do get worn down. Uh, Pitchers, that pitch count, you know, Mm -hmm. and like you said, it's the safety of everybody. And that's part of the reason why a lot, you know, a lot of people are questioning it in the first place is, you know, why are we going to force a season? But obviously it's a business and they want to, there's, there's multiple reasons as to why it's going to happen.
0: I think it's only going to last for the 2020 season. It's kind of just like a temporary rule because of like what i mentioned with like making sure rosters same and everything. So I don't mind it for the 2020 season. It's already going to be weird with the 60 games, the DH though, I think will stick around, which will be cool. It's going to be very weird watching NL games with DHs. Oh, it's going to be weird. Like watching the Cubs versus Cardinals with a DH. I, I can already like picture myself watching hey, the game on. and being like, this feels odd,
1: but that's, yeah, and it's it, going to be the norm. It is going to be the Exactly. It's going to be weird at first, especially us being from Chicago you look at, you see the Wrigley backdrop, you see the brick, right? You always, you always, always know, you're like, oh, shit, is there a pitcher due up this inning? Yeah. And now you don't even have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. Now it's, oh, we're going to throw Schwarber at DH, and now you're going to have nine batters, no pitchers. It's going to be, I think it's a good idea to at least test the waters. Um AL's been doing it, and I know that's what made the NL versus AL, like, unique, yeah. uh, especially with interleague play, but, I mean, let's face it. It's been long overdue. It's been a topic of conversation for I don't know how many years now. Um, It's going to make it fun. It's going to make it interesting. There's no easy out. Not that all pitchers are an easy out, but there's no quote-unquote easy out anymore. Um, So potentially more runs, uh, potentially more strategical planning as far as pitching goes. Um, We've seen it in the AL. Uh, We'll see what happens in the end. I'm excited. I'm excited
0: yeah. and less uh, pitching injuries.
1: Yeah. Uh, that was a they don't have to... Yeah. No sacrifice plays, no running. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's it's, it, you know, it does suck. Cause there are pitchers out there who like to swing the bat, who actually are not bad at it. Um, But they, they have their job and that's to just go out and pitch. Shut yeah. up and pitch. Right. <laughs>
0: yeah. Going back to like the, the extra inning rules, it's kind of like college football in a sense with, uh, Overtime. I was thinking about this earlier where you know how easy it is to score like college football, it goes back and forth. And then the final person or like the whatever team doesn't go first, if the second team ends up scoring more points than they did, they it's gonna be it should be super easy for both teams to score every inning. So it's kinda it could make it exciting. Both teams get a runner on second. Both teams have three outs to work with. Technically, if they wanted to do it correctly, they could try to bunt him over to third, have one out, and then try to get him home with some sort, but I, I kind of related it to college football in a sense with like how easy it is to score, and it's just the first team to mess up.
1: That's what it's gonna come down to. It's there's gonna be a lot of teams just running the sacrifice, sacrifice bunt. It's literally a sacrifice bunt followed by a sacrifice fly. If I'm a team Right now, and like whenever the spring training starts, everybody's getting their sack bunts down and everybody's getting their sack flies down. Because if a game goes in extra innings, you need one of each, and guess what? You score. You may win the game if you're in the bottom of the inning. But what I do wonder is, and I didn't read on it, is how is that runner elected? How, how do we know who is going to be on second base?
0: Ooh. I would assume it would be the last out.
1: Okay, it's like a little league rule. Mm-hmm. I I think that okay that would make sense. Would make the most sense with the with the potential to sub out, but he's out for the game, mm-hmm. like a pinch runner.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, basically a pinch runner. So I like that.
0: There is oh yeah, I don't know if we touched on this last week, but the major league rosters are going to start off. They have a sixty man pool. Every team's announcing their sixty man pool there's uh the 40 man there's a bunch of normal guys going in the spring training and then each team has about like 10 to 11 guys on their training roster in a specific locate location that's i think close to where the actual team plays like the cubs they have their main roster they're going to practice at Wrigley Field they're going to train there and then they have like a smaller camp of like 11 players they're going to be training at the south bend uh okay facilities so i think each team will have somewhere close to that and then to start off the year each team is going to start off with i think 30 people on the roster and then it's going to trickle down to 28 at some point and then it'll get down to the 26 maybe halfway through
1: okay so they do plan on actually narrowing down the roster as they go okay mm-hmm. I guess that makes sense until you get closer to the playoffs for that playoff roster. Um, I think that's interesting. I think that's good. Um, I think the biggest thing is we've been seeing is how are they going to, you know, keep these guys, you know, it's not the same as keeping everybody at Disney. Yeah. You know, these guys and I rumor is there may be uh fans allowed at, at a capacity for, um for some of these stadiums, some depending on the state that they're in uh, these guys obviously want some money. Um, I may want to go to a Cubs-Sox game. I don't know. Yeah, I, might, yeah. I, might, I might end up picking you up, Healy. We might end up going to a Cubs-Sox game.
0: Yeah, if it's allowed.
1: If it's which, allowed.
0: Which we'll have to see. And I, I think going back to like the extra inning type game where they're starting off with 30 men, 30 men on the roster, I think that's a strategy, again, to prevent people from coming in and out of the, the whole situation. Kind of contain yeah. COVID in a sense to prevent it from spreading, and as the season goes on, people will be more prepared. They'd be quarantined a little bit better to be able to like narrow down the roster and have guys slotted. Yeah, and I
1: think yeah, and that's that's going to be the biggest factor too. Is do that makes sense? The biggest thing is keeping these guys comfortable, not just healthy, but keep them comfortable. You know, as a player, it's already questionable that you're having the season. Um, so I think with their plan, they should be able to manage. And I know there's a lot of players all over the leagues testing positive right now. And it's 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 a handful. It's not I don't want to say it's a high percentage, but, you know, it's got to it's got to stay low. And um, especially with the season starting very, very soon.
0: hmm. Yeah, that so. will begin in three week three to four weeks. Tomorrow's July 1st. Yeah, t- pretty much three three weeks from two days on Thursday. Three weeks Thursday. from Thursday. Yep. I'm excited. I know you're excited. And uh, another sport that's going to be starting up, the NBA. They put out a schedule, and it's pretty interesting. I don't know exactly how the format is for the games, but you mentioned to me beforehand the Pelicans have the easiest strength of schedule.
1: Yeah, it's almost like they want the Pelicans to face the Lakers in the first round, and I am here for it. That Pelicans team is not just on paper. We've seen every single one of these guys succeed at an at a high level, from uh, Brandon Ingram having a turnaround year this year, to... Um, uh obviously Zion Williamson. I think that's the biggest uh matchup that everybody wants to see is Thor versus the King. They want to see Zion versus LeBron. Um, did they make the scheduling that way on purpose to for better ratings? I wouldn't be surprised if they did. Mm-hmm. Um, but guess what? The Grizzlies and John Morant are not backing down. No. they're not backing down. Do I do I think that they have a team to do it? Um I don't think their team's that great, but I do love, I love the duo of Ja Morant and Jaron Jackson. They are the future of the league. They will get this team to the playoffs as a high seed. Not now in a few years, but exciting. Nonetheless, I still think Pelicans. I think the Pelicans can pull it off with the schedule. Yeah.
0: How sick would it be to have that like three game mini series between the Grizzlies and Pelicans before they face the, like, because you remember the eight, nine seeds, the nine seeds within, like, games five? I think it's within five games. That's That's a lot of games, but, yeah, within five. And, like I said, I don't know how the schedule works, but maybe the Pelicans have, like, the worst strength of schedule because they probably put the final six teams or whatever against each other, and they're just the highest of, like, those bottoms
1: that's probably what it is yeah i actually haven't looked i only so i haven't looked at the entire schedule i only looked at a you know the few key matchups like like the start like i think one of the first games is lakers clippers mm, like yes. that's that's kicking off the return i'm excited for that that em- sports right now returning especially the nba the nba running this what is it eight games before the playoffs yeah It's a playoff vibe. It's going to have a playoff vibe. It's going to be intense. Kawhi Leonard doesn't back down. He goes, if he's in the game, he's given his all. LeBron wants that one seed. So we're going to get playoff matchups to begin. These guys are going to play like it's the playoffs and it's going to paint a picture for what we're going to see. Mm -hmm. It's going to paint a big picture. And obviously there's some teams that are uh, opting or some players opting out of the restart, um, more primarily recently we just heard from about DeAndre Jordan, Spencer Dinwiddie, um, on the Brooklyn Nets. They tested positive for Corona. They said they're not gonna risk it. I don't blame them. Uh the Nets aren't gonna do anything anyways. Uh they don't have Katie. They don't have Kyrie. Next year they will be a team. They're gonna be great. Um, right now, forcing this eight game schedule and into the playoffs just isn't it's it's not They'll make the playoffs, but it's just not worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's been some other players that we talked about, obviously, already, like Trevor Reza and some other players. Um, so those are usually I don't think there's anybody. Well, Avery Bradley on the Lakers. Oh, yeah.
0: For family Avery Bradley
1: reasons. for family reasons. I don't blame I don't blame any player that that's opting out. Um, I'm I'm a spoiled sports fan. And I haven't had sports in a while, and I want, I want it all. But I do understand the reasoning behind uh, any any reason that they don't mm-hmm. want to play, um, especially with the world going through a pandemic and whatnot. Avery Bradley not playing for the Lakers does take a hit because he's been in the league for a few years. He's talent. I would say he's pretty talented. He's been, you know, he played with came up through the Celtics system. Uh, he complements uh, that Lakers team. One but of their best defenders. He's a great defender. Great defender. But in exchange, they are working a deal with J.R., Mr. Swish, Smith. He is probably going to sign a deal for to to play for this year with the Lakers. Um, so he's going to team back up with LeBron. I didn't know LeBron would ever, ever in a million years would want to team back up with him after what we saw in the finals a few years back. Oh man. After what we saw in the finals a few years back. But he's a, he's a baller. He loves, he loves to go out and play. He likes to shoot. Um, he's adding, he's, he's actually adding a huge threat to, um, to, um, these teams, to, I mean, it's not Avery Bradley on offense isn't really that great. He's mm-hmm. better on the defensive side. Yeah. So the Lakers, already being one of the best defensive teams in the league, considering they have Anthony Davis, LeBron's defense has gotten a little bit better as he's getting older, yeah. Um, it's okay to give up Avery Bradley, I would say, for the amount that their offense is producing and what their defense is already doing. I would say it's okay. And yeah. they're getting a the three point threat. So
0: yeah, they get a three point guy in which I think they didn't really have a good three point shooting this year. They're more of a drive and score. And they were starting guys like Rajon Rondo and Anthony yeah. Davis could shoot the they, three a little bit. JaVale McGee, not really. You have Kyle LeBron Kuzma who's okay. I think LeBron
1: was one of their best three point shooters. And that's saying a lot. Cause LeBron's, He's good, but he's not. He's never been the best three point shooter on his team. Yeah. Kyle Kuzma is good. Um, well, they have do both. they still? Have K- yeah, I was going to say, they still have KCP, who he actually is good on defense as well. He's actually really good on defense, and he can shoot the three ball. He's not really a game changer on the offensive side, but, but yeah, they, they don't have the best three point shooting team. I forgot they had
0: Danny Green.
1: They do have Danny Green. And they Quinn definitely Bowie. have Danny
0: Green. Which Quinn Cook didn't really play too much, but Danny Green was kind of that guy. With uh, Danny Green and J.R. Smith signing, though, they could, uh, they'll have a good three-point presence. They, they
1: could put out a good three-point lineup if they need to start scoring from three. And these are two big names when it comes to guys getting hot and you can't shut them down. I was at a game when I was a youngin'. Uh J.R. Smith was a Denver Nugget, Melo was still there, mm-hmm. and I went to see the Bulls play them, and it was it was one of the best games I've ever watched. It was like 140 to like 145 regulation, no OT. Mm-hmm. And J.R. Smith put up like 44 points. At one point, he just hit every single three, and then you know he he was back in the day, Jr. Smith. Yeah, he came. I think he came straight out of high school, yeah. and he was like incredible, incredible athlete. He was quick. He could shoot. He could drive. He could dunk. And his defense has always been kind of lackluster. Um, obviously, his game's changed a little bit. He can still dunk. He's not as quick, but, like, he still shoots the three. Like, when he gets hot, I don't want to compare oh. him to, like, Ray Allen. I don't want to compare anybody no. to Ray Allen, but he's that type of streaky player. When Ray Allen gets hot, he, you don't stop him. Mm-hmm. And same thing with Jared Smith. When I mean, he gets hot. The problem is Jared Smith will keep shooting when he's in a funk. He will keep shooting and try to shoot his way out of the funk. I love it, except for when it comes to the playoff time. LeBron and AD won't stand for that. LeBron and AD should handle the ball. I would say their usage should probably be a combined, no joke, probably like 60%. <laughs> yeah,
0: J.R. Smith, he has a Hall of Fame uh, volume shooter badge. Uh, something that I just saw on Twitter, I got posted. Well, I got posted in the afternoon today, but this would be wild if this happened. NBA will consider slightly delaying broadcasts in order to censor trash talking. Well, it sounded bad at first because the the original tweet I saw was that they're going to tape delay it. And I was like, really? They're going to delay it a day just for trash talking. But after reading this tweet, it seems like maybe a couple minutes. Like if you're, if you're following it on like NBA.com, you might catch it before. Or maybe a reporter might put out something, but slightly delaying isn't as bad as my original thinking of them actually delaying it a while due to the swearing.
1: So basically, every time Mello goes for a rebound, yeah. <laughs> thanks, thanks Mello. Thanks, Mello. <laughs> that's hilarious. I that's that you know, and I always wondered too, like, what are they going to do? There's no, there's no crowd. Where's the crowd noise going to be? there's talks of pulling some crowd noise from like 2k uh-huh. um, and other like game engines. And I think, uh, I think it'd be pretty cool to have these guys. Okay. Maybe not mic'd up. Mic'd up is a little out there, but like I've sat close up at bulls games and they, the trash talk is real as a fan, like some of the stuff they say, and they're always swearing, mm-hmm. but it's like how many times do we watch a live game on ESPN and someone has the right tone; they're loud enough because the crowd's quiet. It's the second quarter. No, it's not a big game, and someone's dropping the f bomb. They don't. They don't block it out.
0: Yeah. Well, the, there's mics on the the hoop. The so, hoop. Like, yeah. If, if someone's close enough underneath, you hear it.
1: Like mellow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I think um, I think I guess if they want to do it, that's fine because you are going to hear these guys probably 85 percent of the time yeah and you know it's going to be a lot of that and a lot of shoe squeaking that Mm -hmm. might get annoying but it is what it is i'll take it so you know what i'm just excited to to be able to wake up knowing their sports knowing i can create a fan duel lineup which that's going to be another segment coming back
0: oh yes
1: another segment coming back and um you know Maybe, maybe for football, if anybody's interested, if any fans out there, any listeners, maybe we could do like a standing room only fantasy league. Yeah,
0: we yeah, could do something.
1: Cool. We can get like twelve guys, so you and I, ten other people, do uh do it do an online draft, and maybe we can uh, speak on our fantasy uh, uh, fantasy teams. You know, <laughs> beginning yeah. of the season and and what will happen at the end of the season. So,
0: yeah, I'd be down doing that.
1: So, but I think that's going to do it for the NBA as well. Uh, Besides, you know, a few players testing positive for COVID, some players backing out, season starting. As Healy said, tomorrow is the 1st of July. You know what that means. It's the weekend of the 4th. Summers are getting hot. Rent's due. So we're only a couple weeks away from the world being somewhat normal. When I say somewhat, I mean like 10% normal. Because yeah. obviously COVID numbers are still on the rise or were on the rise recently. Um, so, but yeah, I think that's going to wrap it up for all sports. I uh, just want to thank everybody for tuning back in. Uh, if it's your first time tuning in, thank you. Welcome. Uh, I'm Goose. I'm always here with Healy. Um, yeah. Make sure you're following us on uh, our social media. Uh, SR only pod. Um, we are on Twitter, Instagram, and most importantly, Apple podcasts, Uh, Spotify, the Standing Room Only Podcast. Make sure you hit the like button. The download button is the most important. You subscribe to our YouTube. YouTube, we are currently, if you watch us, we are currently not together. So We are using a third party platform to record and post. One day soon, we will be back together and even better than before. Um, But Yeah, guys, make sure you go ahead and tune in, and we'll talk to you guys next week.
0: Yeah, have a good one.